Hello and welcome back to the Bring Mip podcast. Hello. Hello. Uh, quite frankly, I envy you lot because you are now listening to improved audio quality, probably, because we're not using Craig anymore. We hope so. Yeah, we hope so. I mean, we'd imagine so. It's like Spotify, Riverside FM. Mm. That's such a shameless plug. We're never, we're never going to earn any money, so that's not going to be like a... That's not a plug. Don't I mean, say no. that. I mean, we prob- we might. I don't know. It's a hobby. Where's your Where's your PMA? Your positive mental attitude. Yeah, thank you for. I was going to ask because I don't never heard of that. Which yeah, is maybe that's you. indicative, Rory. Yeah, where's exactly. Your, where's your PMS, Henry? No. <laughs> uh, by the way, I was just okay. So I had to like. So what we're going to do today is going to talk about because obviously a lot of people have been saying the MCU is on the downfall. Uh, this is topical, mm. of course, because of Guardians of the Galaxy three actually being good. And it sort of made us think about the state of the MCU again. Uh, and then obviously you've got the uprise of the DCU, now called the DCU, because they've mm. decided to make it shorter. Um, and that's sort of on the up. And we're just sort of wondering what it would take for that to actually eclipse the MCU. And, and obviously yeah. the answer is a lot. But then, what, what, but we kind of want to discuss there it. There we go. There's, there's a question answered. What did, what did the E stand for in DCEU? Extended. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. The DC <laughs> extended universe. <laughs> extended from what is is the the question most people would ask? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, maybe it's like, yeah. But there's actually not many. I'm just looking at back at the the sort of the films that count. Oh, yeah, as, there's as, not. It's 14, according to the yeah. Tomatoes. It's quite a um, lot. There's a lot of rottens as well. Yeah. A lot of rottens. But I mean, that's that's critic only, and I mean a lot of these films aren't necessarily designed for the critic so they are yeah. shit though a lot of them in fact a lot of them are i was quite surprised that black adam got considerably less than shazam i can't rory did you see that shazam yeah i, I saw both of them i thought shazam well, f- was a lot better than black adam yeah okay i agree black adam uh, was wait, terrible. the first the first shazam or the second one henry um the second one i haven't seen the first one uh the first one was actually very good decent film yeah yeah the only thing with Black with Black Adam is that I actually started to see what people were talking about when they said the CGI was a uh, was a little bit better because mm. I thought the CGI yeah. Black Adam was very good. That was probably the only outstanding thing. Yeah. From that film, uh, obviously it was pretty bad in most other regards. I really want to watch Peacemaker. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, it's unreal. Yeah, you need to Peacemaker. buck up your ideas. But it's not I, film, I say that it? I haven't watched it, but you do need to. Buck up your ideas. <laughs> You're both idiots. It's, it's as funny as probably funnier than Suicide Squad. I think they add in a load of random sort of side characters that mm. I've never heard of before because I, I didn't know who Peacemaker was. But they're all as funny as John Cena. So yeah, yeah Love you it. have to watch that. Can they wait? I've seen the original Suicide Squad. That's a that's a funny um, CV, isn't it? I've watched the yeah. original Suicide Squad that wasn't one, very good. The one that's eight times worse. That was a specific yeah. number. You Don't what? Maybe you, do it. Have you not seen the, the James Gunn Suicide Squad? No, he hasn't. No. I don't what? know what it's... Needs to is it on anything? Up ideas. It's on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. I'll yeah. do it. I'll do it. It's fine. I'll do it. Good. I will. Because it is but, very uh, good. So we're not, we're not looking at the... Okay, so I, the Zack Snyder one was probably the one... No, that's Justice League. What am I doing? What that am I is t- Justice League, yes. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Although it's four that is hours much long, higher. I don't blame you. The Zack Snyder one is literally almost double the um, Rotten Tomato score. As well, so it has almost double the um, the score on Rotten Tomatoes. It's just the extended cut, isn't it? That's all. What than the original one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I mean, it sorts out 
most of the issues of the original, so I'm not surprised. Is is the CGI better? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cause it's the, paced the, the... better, the characters work better, there's better character development, the CGI looks better, just most things about it are better. The, um, the Steppenwolf kind of looked like a PS2 character in the version I saw. Yeah, he looks a lot better in the in the Zack Snyder one. Cool. Okay. I suppose the main bridge between the DCU and the MCU and the reason why it's more topical now uh, mm. is because of the fact that the latest MCU film, which has almost revitalised it a little bit, yeah. was directed by someone who is going to the DCU. Yeah. That's like well, that's literally like arch rivals. Well, James Gunn is now... Yeah, he's basically their Kevin Feige, so he's going to be like overseeing the whole thing. But not only that, he is also writing and directing Superman Legacy, which is going to be the first film in that universe. Mm. Well, the first new film in that universe, because they've said things about like Blue Beetle technically being in it, and obviously the Flash is going to like sort of reboot the whole universe. So I guess that is technically in the universe as well and i even saw something about the second aquaman film still being in the universe that but yeah but the superman legacy is going to be like i i assume the iron man of that mm. universe where it's mm. going to start everything off and I, I i after watching guardians of the galaxy i can't think of a better person to be the person who's at the forefront of that universe What's mm. what's interesting with all of those other films you mentioned is I read earlier that they're all going to be put into like this category called Elseworlds, and yeah. it's like it's what like the Bat- the Matt Reeves Batman films and Joker and yeah. all that are going to be chucked into that because there's so many projects that DC are still going like, to bring out. Forward. Yeah, I think yeah. I quite like that, which I think is something that DC at the moment has over Marvel is that. They have multiple versions of Superman, multiple versions of Batman that can all go on at the same time. And like, mm. I think people would used to think that... I think they used to think that people would get confused by all of this, being like, how is there two Batmans, Batmen? But now that every, all multiverse things on both sides are so... like, at, they're, they're everywhere. So I think it's a lot easier for the like general audience to just understand that it's in the same multiverse, but it's a different version of the character. And I think being able to have all of those different things going on at the same time and all of them be canon and all of them have different styles, it might... I think it will work and it will help DC catch up, but it could very easily and very quickly get too much. Feels like oversaturation to me, yeah. having like three different Batman films. Because I, yeah. I saw that yeah. they're gonna they're bringing out another Batman after Superman as well. Yeah, to do that, like James Gunn's DC Batman. Yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be that one. There's gonna be Robert Pattinson, but I don't think at the moment they're moving forward with any others. Because I think Ben Affleck Ben Affleck will be done after the Flash, and I also think um, Michael Keaton won't be coming back. No. So I think it will be Robert Pattinson in his own universe and then James Gunn's DCU. I I do get what Rory's saying. I do feel massively desensitised every single time. Oh, we've got someone new, like, cast as the Batman. It's like, how many has there been in the last decade? Like, five? In the last decade? If you include, like, if you include, obviously, the Dark Knight films. Um, There's only been... Three, right? There's the been decade. the tight. There's been the Titans one. Ben Affleck as well. 
Yeah, that's Ben yeah, Affleck. That's three. Bale, Pattinson. Yeah, and then yeah, there's then one there's in Titans, one. but he doesn't really count. Yeah, the new ones, um, that film's not going to be out for like three, four years. Yeah. Four Jokers or so as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'd worry about with this, is that they're going to overuse the major Batman villains yeah. over and over again. That's, he like, has such a massive catalogue of villains. They don't need to use the same ones. There are so many that they have never even put in live action that they could use. Like, so many great villains that they could use. It's annoying that they chucked Barry Keogh's Joker in straight away in, in the new Batman stuff. I th- I think what they're doing, obviously I'm not Matt Reeves, I don't know. I think what they're doing is introducing him and having him be in that universe, but they're not going to use him for like another film or two. I don't think he I won't be the villain for two. Do you not think? No, he, he's not going to be the main villain. There's no oh. way he will be. That seems like a very strange like place to tease it. Then, well, that's kind the of thing. They, te- even... they tease it, but I, th- I kind of like the idea that they tease it so we know that he's in this universe and don't rush into it. Oh, I like the idea then... of them teasing it and being like, "He's here. You're going to see him eventually, but it won't be next." I I, I get it, but then I also think he's, he was always going to turn up. So yeah, that marketing definitely. is almost not needed. Yeah, yeah. Like the suspect, I, it's, it's one of the only villains that basically goes hand in hand with the hero. With I think, yeah. But I think, I, well, they've already said that Clayface is going to be in the next one, but I think he'll be a side villain. I don't think he's a he's a main villain to put into a film. Mm. Isn't it the um, the something of owls is rumored to be? The... Yeah, the court of owls. It, I think it's rumored, but I don't think it's like confirmed. It could be right. like hush. Or something like that. Isn't so the Court of Owls one would make sense because isn't that like a uh, like a society that runs Gotham? Yeah, it's like a corruption thing. It, basically, the Court of Owls are like this underground like group of people that all wear owl masks, and they have been controlling basically everything that happens in Gotham for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's just like a massive government corruption story, and they have this like not bodyguard, they have this like muscle called Talon that basically goes around and like does their deeds for them when they need to get their hands bloody. Right, so they I think it would hint- work. Yeah. They've hinted at that already in the first one. Up yeah, I think it would work really well in that universe, but again, I don't know. I, lo- I trust Matt Reeves doing these films and I think he's not going to do what everyone expects, and so many mm-hmm. people are expecting that. What was the war yeah. film that Matt Reeves made? Okay. I, I, that's familiar to me. The now. war he did the Planet of the Apes films, and one of them is called War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, I don't know. Wait, uh, Matt Reeves War. For, carry on talking. I need to find this out. It will probably come up with War for the Planet of the Apes if you type that in. Also, I could have sworn he'd done one. Probably those. This is unrelated. Those Planet of the Apes films are incredible. <laughs> I've only seen the first they one. They are good. They're all so good. Um. Yeah, I I think the way that DC are going at the moment, I think it's going to be it's going to work out well for them. I think they're going to finally give they're going to put story making first, and then I don't think they're going to try and catch up with Marvel anymore because they saw what Marvel was doing in the first phase, and Marvel took their time and they were like, we need to catch up, so we need to do everything very quickly. And they were like, here's one film, and then immediately everyone was put together. They didn't give right. it time, but I think 
what they're doing now, they're going to give it time. I don't think we're going to see a Justice League film for like 10 years. I don't, I, I do I don't think see the, if... Go on. I was, I was just, just going to say, I, don't, I, I feel like from someone's perspective who's, who's maybe only half invested in this new DC yeah. universe, it, like, I've, I've been a bit confused with the idea of, of, of scrapping and then sort of U-turn and then scrapping and then only scrapping half of them. Like mm. I found it quite hard to track. If, if say, if I wasn't like reading up on everything, yeah. I'd be like, "Hang on, where are we at at the moment?" Like, I think for a start, firing Henry Cavill was so strange because I think a lot of people sort of have him down as, I, as the Superman of this generation. I completely understand it because what he wants to do, he doesn't. Because there's a lot. There is a lot of like bad blood, not just with like between the actors and the filmmakers of before, but just the whole universe itself there was a lot of bad blood and a lot of like people liked Henry Cavill as him but he's like pushing 40 now and James Gunn said he wants to do a start of career Superman who's in his early 20s early mid 20s and it wants Mm. to be the beginning and I think having Henry Cavill play that Superman and having a different story and it starting again would just get too confusing Mm. and I, I don't think Henry Cavill is obviously good as Superman, but I don't think he's the only person that can play him. But then, aren't they committing to um, Ezra Miller? They haven't. They, I think, they haven't told. They haven't said what they're going to do because that film is yet to come out. Right. I feel like so that's they, not necessarily before that. The... Yeah. If if that before that film comes out, if they go, none of these actors are coming back. That the interest in that film is going to plummet. Yeah, that is all. Yeah. People would be like, what is the point? If there was another Superman film coming out, they wouldn't have fired him beforehand. Mm. They, would have fi- they would have got rid of him after when the film has made its money. It's all very fragile. Yeah, it is. Wait, did you say the new Aquaman is... Um, again, is, yeah, is they, or they don't know. Again, yeah, it's still happening, but they could very easily be like after the film comes out, be like, yeah, this isn't going to be our Aquaman, because they in, never in a million wo- years would they fire the actor before their next film in that universe has come out, because it just doesn't make sense. People would be like, why would I go and see this film when it will mean nothing? Yeah. There's as much as that's controversial not how... Co- yeah. There's a lot of controversial castings in, in the DC universe, I'm realising. Yeah, now. there is. There is a whole lot of them. That's probably, um, again, that's probably why he wants to just start fresh, because... There's so many like characters in that universe where the actors have had a lot of things going on behind the scenes, and it's a it will put a bad name on the films he's trying to make. Mm. Yeah, I do what so because I'm just trying to compare because we're talk, we're talking overall about them potentially overtaking Marvel, and I'm thinking yeah. first and foremost, what did those theaters look like? Because we've seen Shazam, we've seen Black Adam. Yeah. Obviously, that's not part of the the, the the reboot, uh, mm. but that was still part of the sort of the, this. These were films that were coming out when DC was picking up a bit. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure. And I would say, if I was like to guess, I'd say like the audience was about seventy percent of like any big Marvel film. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon that's about right? I'd say so. I think even didn't didn't Black Adam bomb? Yeah, so did she. Well, technically, yeah, but like if you go, um, if we're talking about going to the cinema like prime time or whatever, yeah. or whatever, it was still you know there were still people in the cinema. Yeah, right. Okay. I saw something like Guardians of the Galaxy worldwide in its opening weekend made double the amount Shazam made overall 
Mm. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's even as as in a as messy of a place Marvel is in right now, the pool they have is like so much more than DC. It's ridiculous. I think a lot also a big part of that is just to do with the fact that I think people were longing for like good quality Marvel. Yeah. Because I mean, this a sequel is a test, isn't it? A sequel is, to, yeah. is a test to see if they can retain or maintain the quality of the mm. first one. And then because Guardians did that with the second film, they basically knew the third film was going to be at least good. Yeah. Like any anything other than good would have been like unacceptable. I mean, whereas with Shazam, it did look like a money maker, yeah. especially with like bringing. I actually think bringing in like veterans like Lucy Liu and um, Helen Mirren looked like it was a bit of a sort of a ploy to bring mm. in wider audiences because they're su- such veterans. I didn't necessarily think it was like the most necessary. I didn't for a yeah. start. I didn't think Helen Mirren suited villain. I think Lucy I, Liu was pretty good. I think the issue with those two is that it felt like they didn't really care. Mm, yeah, yeah, they were yeah. like these massive, massive actresses and. It just felt like that they were there for a paycheck rather than there to make a film that they really wanted to make. I mean, be, having really good villains wouldn't have made that film brilliant. I mean, I enjoyed it, but having mm. really good acted villains wouldn't have saved it from its f- massive flaws. But yeah. it, it just felt like they didn't want to be there. It's interesting. I saw someone put a side-by-side of Zachary Levi and the kid who played him. Yeah. And they pointed out that for the most part, whenever he like shazammed, Zachary Levi's version of him was just completely different from yeah, like the kid th- version. It re- that's that is like the main criticism I've seen. I completely agree. Like in the first Shazam film, the guy's like thirteen or whatever. Yeah. And Zachary mm. Levi as an adult is like he's playing like a thirteen year old in this massive superhero body. And then in the second one the kid's like eighteen but Zachary Levi is doing the exact same thing he did in the first film. He's not acting like an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, he's just acting like another child. It's yeah, and it's it's odd because there's scenes like where there'll be some like emotional turmoil, and he'll find yeah. out someone he loved has died or something, yeah. and it will switch to Zachary Levi, and he'll be like, he'll have this big shit-eating grin on his face. Yeah, yeah, like about to jump off into the action. Yeah, that, that was that, that was bad. That took me right out of it. Mm. I remember yeah. thinking. But that's because I hadn't, I because I hadn't seen the first Shazam film. I thought that was just the standard we were at. Yeah, I thought that was just the quality of the film or the franchise. The first, it works so much better in the first one, like ridiculously yeah, better. And I think that's again another reason I think this James Gunn venture will at least improve upon whether or not it catches up with Marvel. I think it will at least improve upon it, is that I think people thought DC were in an up because they saw what like The Rock was doing and be like oh, I'm going to like revitalize this and I'm going to bring back Henry Cavill and I'm going to do all of this. It was it's just felt like an ego thing. It mm. felt like he just wanted to be the main star like Shazam and Black Adam are like the like like rivalry for those two. Like it's those two against each other. But The Rock clearly didn't care about that because he was just like, I would never... He was like, I'm not going to be in the Shazam film. I don't want to be in the Shazam film. Like, He's supposed to be your biggest like rival. He was just like, no, nah, it's just about S- Superman. I'm just like, well, no, it shouldn't be. I don't know how you could do that. I don't know how you can hire someone with that many, like, that much control over their like, contracts yeah. and stuff. Well, I mean, he, like... he got cast as Black Adam before Robert Downey Jr. got cast as Iron Man. Really? Yeah, he got cast as um, Black Adam in like 2007 or something. 
but that film wow. just it just didn't happen f- for so many years. Do you know anything about why? I, j- I just development hell and just like financing, just like the sit- like s- the universe is just kept going in the toilet. But I think two thousand. Do you think they just kept pitching him scripts where he lost the fire and he was like, nope? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I think 2007, The Rock would have done a much better job and he would have been a lot... Like, younger. Yeah, I think he would have been younger, obviously. I think he would have done a better job because I don't think his ego was as bad then. Because, like, 2007, Rock, he was doing, like, the game plan and stuff and films like that where it was just, it was just him having fun. Mm. Instead, and, like, now it's just, like, I cannot get punched more than twice in a row... And if I do, I need to <laughs> yeah. kill them immediately. I I think while we're talking about The Rock, it's quite a big um, segue into like Dave Bautista because people were talking about how he's been in acting for a yeah. lot less time and he's already... Yeah. Well, I say... I would say present tense, but I think he's leaving, isn't he? I think he's, he said he's done. Dave what, Bautista? With, with Drax? Yeah, with, yeah, okay. I thought you meant... Which Drax. actually ruined my day today because I found yeah. it out. Well, I think most of them... A lot of them are leaving, like Zoe Saldana's not. I th- well, they've said they're not going to come back, but so did Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, and now they're like, "Yeah, I might do actually if the if the story's right." I yeah. think the the money being big enough as well will probably draw yeah. them back in realistically. What I, th- what I I'm like I'm not even being sarcastic at all. I think Dave Bautista is probably a better actor than Chris Evans, and I yeah. think he I think he wants to go on and do like different roles now and like I think that's what Chris Evans wanted to do but now he's just doing films like Ghosted and The Grey Man and it's just the same thing over and over again but I think mm. Dave Bautista is going to actually go on to do pretty good dramatic roles Bautista did um, uh, Knock at the Cabin recently didn't he yeah and he was yeah. great was in serious. it was he? I didn't the, watch that one for like three minutes he's in Blade Runner 2049 he is absolutely he's fantastic awesome. he, um, I think he must have a good agent I just think he's a really, really good actor. Mm. I think he's by far the best wrestler turned actor. Yeah. And he has the benefit of not having a massive, massive ego. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm a bit, I'm a huge fan. I was yeah. so heartbroken to see that he was done. Yeah. Because he's, think... he's fantastic, his drags. Also, just not seeing, and to be fair, like the Guardians of the Galaxy, they're always misfits. That was kind of the whole yeah. point of them. Uh, that they were never, like, meant to be. They were almost never meant to be that group, but we just kind of loved it anyway. So maybe them breaking up is like kind of almost inevitable, yeah. but it's just so sad. I I think so after lovable. after watching that film, they became my favourite group inside the MCU, and I just I loved the way it just if you could watch those films on their own without watching anything else in no, in that series and pretty much understand it and not need yeah. to see anything else. And it's just, it feels like a superhero trilogy with a proper beginning, middle, end that has a proper conclusion and it just, it works so well. When do you think um, Vin Diesel will say enough is enough? Mm. No more I am Groot. I can't I'm, do it. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I, I think he would do that for ages. <laughs> Almost certainly, yeah. It's probably yeah. loads of money just to say three yeah. words. He doesn't, different. he doesn't strike me as the kind of man that goes it's time to move on given that the 10th <laughs> Fast and Furious film is coming out in like a week <laughs> yeah. R- realistic, yeah realistically some intern at the uh, Marvel Studios has definitely got like a, a huge Google Drive full of like 
I'm Groot with different yeah. emotions. I'm uh, Groot sad. I'm Groot sarcastic. <laughs> well, if it, maybe they'll need him to do some of the stuff he did at the end of the third one, where he he says yeah, says some things oh. on I am Groot. So some trivia on that. That was supposed to be apparently um, to do with not him um, necessarily saying something different for the first time, but him, yeah. but us as an audience. Um, oh, understanding him, understanding what he said for oh. the first time because we are so bonded. Yeah, to be them. fair, actually, I think that makes a lot of sense because none of them react when yeah. he says it. Oh, yeah. So that would, I think, that would be, a, yeah, that would be good. I, I like that. Yeah. Did like you see um, James Gunn saying he wrote the law for the Infinity Stones in about an hour? Yeah, he, yeah. He was like, I didn't, I didn't really know what was going. I just did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, like that. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah, because I mean the stones it, a, is it's quite a pi- it's quite a big part of like other like previous yeah. films as well. So like yeah, I don't I think, he, he know, was I'm, talking about it in a press junket. Yeah, hmm. I can't remember the exact words he uses, but him and Chris Pratt are laughing about it. Yeah, quite interesting. Um, has anyone seen Wonder Woman? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like the really, highest rated one. Really, the first is, one's really good. It is very good. I haven't I haven't watched actually. No, I did watch the second one. And it is not very good at all. The um, nineteen eighty four. Yeah, that one is. I don't know how because it's same writers, same director. I don't understand how the quality dipped that much between them because you would have thought that if it's got every all the same people behind it, they would mm. have at least been able to write at the same quality. But they just can't. And I don't think Gal Gadot's a brilliant actor, but she's. She does the job in the first one, and then in the second one, it's just so bad. Hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like they made the second one first. She, um, she wasn't actually there in the studio for Shazam, was she? Apparently, no, it was just, no. It was just her, like smiling head over yeah, some other a, lady. Yeah, it was a body double. Yeah, incredible fair. stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty seamless. Uh, it's just uh, in precedent, though. I just not. I'm not. Yeah, no, it's not. It's yeah. But again, I think that's part of the issue with DC at the moment. Is like people just they don't care. Mm. Can and you <laughs> imagine the directing instructions? Can you just smile like you're moving forward? Yeah. It's like I know what happens at the end of Peacemaker. Like the Justice League show up, but like only yeah. two of them are actually there. Yeah, it's um, it's Aquaman the f- and yeah, and the, the Flash. Flash. They say quite mm-hmm. a funny line. Yeah. But yeah. is, Peace, is Peacemaker the only series that the DCU has, has brought out? Yeah, I think so because there's loads uh, of I think there's good. loads of DC shows which obviously have been linked together through some multiversal stuff. It's the CW, isn't it? Yeah, the CW show, like the Titans show, has basically. I saw something like a couple of weeks ago in one of the more recent episodes. It did something with the multiverse that basically linked everything together. So they right. are they are technically part of it, but they're in different universes. Like, cause... I, I do think part of the the drop off with with the, uh, Marvel has just been the sheer like demand from from its audience. And yeah. like, you have to see this, and you have to see this. Otherwise, it doesn't all quite make, quite make sense. I mean, that's I, I do. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Like, it's so much, and they've just been overdoing it recently. I think that the main reason is just there's so much, and the amount the the quality is lacked because they're pumping out more. Yeah, but I think, again, I think that's something Marvel have been learning from because they said 
they're going to relax on that and spend more time on the quality rather than the quantity. Don't you think mm. DC are probably annoyed at themselves for not having this reorganisation earlier? Just because probably. if if they had they done it earlier, been. they could have they could have like made use of Marvel's little dip and sort yeah. of pushed the films at the same time. Because yeah. from what I read, this Superman film's not coming out till twenty twenty five. Yeah, I think I saw something about him finishing the draft for it now. He's yeah. finished the first draft. They're going to announce a cast in in like June or July. And then start filming by the end of the year or something like that. Yeah, Marvel so, yeah, might be back on his feet properly yeah. by then. What other Marvel films are coming out this year? Well, uh, sorry, this just year. before we go, we go on to Marvel. I was yeah. looking at some of the stuff coming out for DC, and then, you know, there's a Constantine two with Keanu Reeves planned. For yeah, coming. yeah, that's so exciting! I'm that buzzing is for that. Very cool. Is that the that's one awesome. that you said he'd want to play again? Like the one project he'd want to do again or something? Yeah. I think you, I did an interview about Yeah, like, I saw something like that. Yeah, that's the one thing he wanted one? to come back to. That's quite interesting. So, uh, Constantine yeah, the only... had, like, had like a really cool style and was well yeah. filmed. And he was well suited to the role. So, I mean, I'm all for that. Constantine too. Yeah, same. There are, um, so, yeah, there are only... There are three more Marvel films coming out this year, but two of them are Sony Marvel. So it's Across the Spider-Verse, Craven the Hunter, and then the Marvels. Yeah. So two um, of them um, don't really count for it. And then they've got, I think, two or three TV shows coming out this year. There's, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, like, Ironheart, Agatha. I, I'm I neither of those things are Iron, appealing to me. Ironheart and Agatha have been delayed. I think Loki's supposed to come out this year, Secret Invasion and Echo. I, di- I didn't think Loki was all that good. I think that's one of the, I think one Loki of the more was, overblown I ones. I thought it. Loki was the best of the ones they did. So yeah. Far. You know. Yeah. I it's it just I, I don't I don't even I don't actually know what it was. I think it just took I think it took so long for anything to happen mm. in that show. I, I can't actually remember it all that well, considering that was like this was this was at a point where like Marvel wasn't naturally dead to me, and I was keeping yeah. up with everything. And I remember just like after finishing it, I was like, okay, that was um, decent. I kind of that's moved the story forward a bit. And then I looked at Rotten Tomatoes, like ninety one percent or something. And I was like, oh, okay, I mean, I, what? I I think it was the best of the bunch. I really I mean, liked the, bun- it. the bunch. I think is it was quite the most. Bunch. I think it was the most consistent of the shows I did. I think One Division had really, really good bits, but was just yeah. incredibly inconsistent. Yeah. And something like Hawkeye started off quite well, ended quite badly. Winter Soldier mm, yeah. was just average throughout. Yeah. And then <sighs> I don't think you two watched Moon Knight, did you? No, it I did. Was, oh, it, I thought it was all right, basically. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I like and, Oscar Isaacs. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's fine. He was, he was he was good in that, and I thought it was fine. But from what I've heard from people who actually read Moon Knight comics, it is an embarrassment to the character. Really? Yeah, like it's just <laughs> so. It's such a bad adaptation of that character. I remember um, thinking the, the first two episodes of that were really gripping. Yeah, like when when you couldn't really tell what was real and what was yeah. you know his his own imagination and when they finally revealed the suit all of that was really cool yeah. but yeah it, it got had, bogged it down had, later on it had moments of like really good bits and I think yeah Oscar Isaac was quite good and Ethan Hawke was quite good but yeah it mm. just was it was alright 
Miss Marvel, yeah. I thought, was surprisingly good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it had quite yeah, it had quite a nice little like. It had charm. Yeah, it was charm. It had that sort of like it was felt like a different kind of thing. It was like a high school sort of like teen drama, mm. I guess, but just with the uh, um, Miss Marvel character. They did the stupid thing of having bad guy with pretty much same powers as yeah the the hero which is yeah. like a superhero film problem anyway but other mm. than that it was it was good um, Come on, Henry, I, was, I don't i yeah. i don't know how i don't know how if this is anything anyone i assume no i was just wondering if there was um any sort of composers for the new like score composers that have been sort of um locked in for the new the upcoming dc stuff um I don't know. I don't think so. Not that I know of. Because uh, I just the link that I found between like any superhero, apart from the fact that a lot of the good ones are separate from any kind of universe. Yeah. All of the best like the superhero films have very very iconic scores. So for yeah. example, you've got like the Hans Zimmer stuff for Batman. Um, you've got Danny Elfman for like the Spider Man films. Yeah. Like very very iconic stuff. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is different because it kind of more draws on actual existing yeah. music uh, for its soundtrack. soundtrack than score, yeah. Yeah, but that's a big part of its identity is the whole 70s that's... and 80s stuff and then what, there's some 2000s yeah. stuff in the new film. I have realised though, like, because there is a Guardian score which I actually quite like. Um, yeah, like I know exactly re- what it is. Recurring score throughout the films and it is quite a good one. It's quite, it's quite um, thinly... Thinly spread, yeah. Is that, yeah. That's a quite. That's it's probably not the weirdest way of putting yeah. it. Um, they used it, I think, in the new film quite late on, and it was yeah. a variation of it. Um, I didn't mind it at all. I think I'd have liked to hear the proper rendition at some point. I don't yeah. think I heard it. Um, but it, yes, it is another. It is another one of those scores that makes my. Uh, it makes my superhero movie list, but it's not a big list. Realistically, no. there's not like lo- there's not tons of Marvel music that I love. I kind of I like the Avengers music. Yeah, I like. But the then, Avengers music. yeah, but I, I mean, but yeah, I think by the end, of Kyle, I was like, yeah, that's that's what it is now. I, I, it was never it was never in the same levels as the other ones. I don't think. Yeah, it was just iconic. I suppose everyone knew what it meant. That's kind of how it how it yeah. worked. Uh, but yeah, I'm just, I just I just I think it might end up being the thing that brings it to another level. Is that if they've got if they you know craft some actual yeah. unreal music because. I, I mean, think what is what is the what is the iconic music for like? Can you think of any for like most of the Marvel projects? I don't. think I, mean, I can. again, the only ones I can think of are like the, the ones that aren't part of the MCU. Yeah, like the main ones I think of, like I think the Avengers is quite iconic, but I wouldn't say any of the films have something that's like iconic unless it's their use of a soundtrack. Um, I, a small segue. I think we should probably wrap up soon. By the way, mm. um, but I think. I was. Just, I, it was just like it was. It was occurring me, occurring to me recently that there's just how important, how important music is in film. Like, yeah. Because because obviously I'd watch Interstellar and that's just put me down an absolute, um, uh, absolute tunnel. What's it called? Tunnel. Um, rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. Huh? Um, <laughs> I watched like a video essay on how on how they use music and it was yeah. just absolutely incredible like they worked out so they they used they i think they used like the um the second hand as like a frame of reference mm. 
for like the beats and so it made you feel like you were on a clock but they didn't use like an actual ticking yeah. noise like a bomb because that would be too on the nose so they kept the beat of that so it made you for some reason it made you feel paranoid because everyone knows the the rhythm mm. of, 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 a, of a second hand on the clock so every, yeah. so it makes you feel quite paranoid listening to it but you almost don't know why so now but now I know I mean it, it, had, you know, it hasn't shattered the illusion do you know the Brit the Brilliant! I meant to say brilliant. The brilliant <laughs> little um, Easter egg when they're on the water planet in Interstellar. Oh, they're like there's like not. a there's like a beat going on like throughout the whole scene. It's like a beat that hits every like couple of seconds or something, and like every time you hear that beat, it's a day going past on Earth. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, that is good. I, yeah, like, that was. Yeah, it's just great shit. I one of the things I I really enjoyed about that sequence is that when they realised how much time they'd lost, they yeah. didn't waste time with Matthew McConaughey like just reacting in silence for a minute or two. They just had him go straight to the to the videos. Yeah, because that's what you would do. I just remember thinking that was a very fast paced. I've I've talked about it with you two, or maybe Rory. I don't know, but I've talked about it with you. I haven't talked about it on the podcast yet. It was one of the most fast paced movies for for something that was two hours and fifty minutes yeah. I've, I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. That's such an important feat for something that's long. Is that it's got a lot to do and a lot to say, mm-hmm. and so many of the the current ones just don't. And it's not that's what that's what I realised. It's not an attention deficit I've got. It's just that the, the the a lot of these like long winded films just haven't got enough to justify that length of yeah. time a lot of the time. Yeah. So that's what's the frustration with it. I hope we... I hope DC behave in that regard. By the way, I think what James Gunn has said he wants to do is let filmmakers make the films they want to do, and even if it means that there's going to be massive different styles in the types of films and genres he's just going to hire the filmmaker he thinks has the best vision for the film that they want to make and I think yeah, that is the absolute right. best way of doing it what are you saying Roy? Um, just because you're on the topic of Nolan did you both see the new Oppenheimer trailer? I haven't I'm avoiding yet. it oh you're avoiding it well I, I'm not going to spoil what happens within it but it was interesting because all of the other trailers have had a very I don't know, the tone's been very mysterious. Like, mm. it's sort of made it quite... They were trying to make it so we have no clue how the film's going to be paced, yeah. what sort of look it's going to be at uh, Oppenheimer's life, and even people were theorising that it could be like an alternate history thing. Um, oh. The new one's a lot more straight down the middle. Yeah. Which has sort of shattered the illusion of of that, which is okay. a bit annoying. I won't be watching um, it then, probably. You're not going to watch it? No, the trailer, not the film. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not, it's not all if the history, trailer's I'm not changed, it. I'm not watching it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it still looked interesting, but it seemed more... I don't know, it just seemed more like a normal biopic to me than yeah. I thought it would. But I trust I, Nolan, yeah. obviously. I was going to say, I feel like he'll do Nolan, something strange yeah, with it. Nolan won't be making a normal biopic. Mm. <laughs> If they handle the sound design in the same way that Chernobyl did for, you know, like, you know, like all the um, Geiger counters and all that kind of stuff, then it will there, be very impactful. There was something there was something like that in the trailer where they're looking at the atomic bomb and you can hear the sort of the radiation fizzing. Yeah, while that is. Uh, at it. Chernobyl is absolutely, it is so hot. In terms of like, in terms of like immersive experiences, sensory experiences, 
a lot of the stuff I've seen recently is right up on that list. And Chernobyl, mm. I went down, I went down that rabbit hole recently a while ago. Interstellar was a new one, Re- and then recently a while ago. Did I say that? You said recently a while ago. Oh, that's oh no! But I watched it a while ago, and then I rewatched certain scenes recently. Mm. Oh, that's okay. why. That's why I meant because obviously because I wanted to do that limited series thing for the uh, drafts. That's why it came up in my head. Ah, oh, there, there's been that one, and then there's Interstellar recently, and then there obviously there was um, Evil Dead Rising as well, which I thought was yeah. one of the best sounding and looking films I'd seen in ages. And all those three are like right at the top of my list for mm. things that sound and feel and are just immersive. So I really hope they learn from Chernobyl because I think Chernobyl did it fantastically in terms of just the dread around because yeah. it's a very very um, local feeling threat, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's just yeah. constant. It, like, uh, it's maybe not quite as as prevalent as, as Soviet the Soviet Union in the eighties, mm. but still. Well, you heard us, James Gunn. If you want your DCU <laughs> to be good, make it exactly like Chernobyl. Mm. And everyone else you heard, yeah. James Gunn listens to our podcast. Yeah, he does. Because Tom he, just addressed he, him. Why he told, do that if he didn't yeah, listen? He told us himself. <laughs> he went, when we saw him, because um, he was at our Odeon when we watched Guardians of the Galaxy, he was just greeting people, and we told he was like, I know you guys. Mm. And he said, Yeah, he, he said that. He was, he was out front getting people to feel his biceps, saying, Do you want to feel my James Gunn's? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then he was just like, "Make sure you give, make sure you give my DCU promo in your your upcoming podcast." Yeah. Like, yeah, we will. Just make sure yeah. you send the money, the, the millions of pounds <laughs> or dollars, and then we'll exchange it. Because yeah, we'll, we we can we can do the hard. We're good like that. Yeah, yeah, we're we're quite easy going. That's why people partner partner with us so often. Yeah, and give us millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. which is uh, only thousands of pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Right, anyway, yeah. thanks for coming to the Brilliant Podcast. I Thank think that's, that should wrap us up with that really good joke at the end. That was a brilliant joke. Because <laughs> you've got to leave them laughing, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, hang on. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I've got Because we're on the new recording thing. Um, I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Who gave him thanks this power? Bye. <laughs>